live at uh, 4212 South 50th Street in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. We're also um, on, uh, you can join us via Zoom, via Facebook, um, or you may be catching us. I don't know why this isn't working. I open the slideshow. Go in the, into this. Hey, that's exactly what I want. Hey, so we've got some, um, that's not what I wanted. For some reason, this thing doesn't want to mirror. Okay, let's talk. Let me try one more time. Come on. So we've got a couple of announcements. We've got a couple of things for us to participate in. Oh, I miss you guys. I miss seeing your faces. Uh, real quick, we have a Christmas Eve service that um, is, is going to be... We, want, we need full participation. That means you guys. Um, video record your family in a fun and festive Merry Christmas greeting. And then text that video or email it to Wendy Shepherd. An email went out with uh, her contact information. Or you can send it to the church. And December 24th, we will share and publish the video to the whole church. So we can... We want to see and hear, there it is, there it is, uh, from you and your family this uh, Christmas. Um, so with uh, the snow outside, maybe you're going to do something fun outdoors or you can do it indoors, doesn't matter. We just want to be able to see your faces and, and hear your voices. Um, make sure to have those videos delivered uh, by the 20th, by next Sunday. So you got this week, figure out uh, how you want to do your Christmas greeting as a family and, and share that with us. Secondly, boy, I really wish this thing would work. Oh, that's Hecarumbus. Okay. Hmm. There you go. There we go. So the other thing that's go that's coming up is again, we are just hungry for fellowship, aren't we? So we're gonna do a Zoom fellowship night. Um the first one is going to be Sunday, January 3rd. We may do this again. It really depends on, on participation and desire. Um, but what we want to do is create a space for us, again, to see and hear each other. Um, the idea is community and fellowship where we, we see and hear from each other. We, we pray for each other. We share what's going on, what we've been seeing God doing. And we encourage each other. So um, for most any virtual meeting, we need an email address in order to securely invite those who uh, want to participate. So let us know that you're interested in attending by signing up on the events page on our website, omahavineyard.org, or send us an email. Send us your email uh, at info at omahavineyard.org regarding the Zoom Fellowship Night. So that's coming up in a couple of weeks. Also coming up in January, um, we're going to be starting a, a church study group. Uh, and it's been really encouraging uh, for me to hear um, twice this week of, of different people who are taking advantage of the subscription that the church is offering to everyone in our church, which is to the Right Now Media Video Library. 
Um, you know, we've all got different needs. We're all at different you know places in our journey. And Right Now Media has lots of resources for what you're going through. Maybe it's finances. Maybe it's parenting. Maybe it's wanting to know more about the Bible and more about theology, the study of God. So whether you have had questions about or you want to better understand God, the Bible, the virgin birth, um, angels, heaven, hell, anything related to that, this is a, a thorough overview of systematic theology. And we're going to start this uh, on Thursday nights. Uh, the beginning one will be January 7th at 6.30. Figured we'll, we'll knock it out a little bit early. If you're going to be doing screen time, do it with us. And again, um, we're going to want your email address so that we can send you the link so that you can join us. And it's in Right Now Media's platform, but it's very similar to Zoom, where we'll be watching a video. And, but we can pause it. We can have discussion. We can start it up again as we dive into a, a better understanding of the Bible and God. And isn't that good? We, we, wanted, we want to, you know, what we learn in, in Ephesians, right? We, as we understand, we grow and become more like Christ. So, again, for access, all we need is your email address. So send us your email at info at omahavineyard.org. Or, again, you can sign up on our website. Go to the events tab, and um, you'll be able to see that uh, that uh, group study that we're going to do. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your generosity, for, for the generosity of your lavish love. Pour it out on us unending. And as we turn to you and desire to be more like you, we are generous with our with what you've given to us. And so, Lord, as we as we give um, to our community through our local church, Lord, we ask you to bless these gifts and these offerings that we give to you in your name, and that uh, your will would be done. Amen. I'm gonna turn this off. Why don't you say hi to somebody for just a moment? I got some things to do here. So, good morning. We are like in the middle of our Advent series where we're looking at the risk that is involved in being in relationship with God, really. 
Um, we've ex been exploring the gift of risk as we look at each of the primary players, uh, the individuals who are involved in the Christmas story. God declares his plan to this engaged couple, Joseph and Mary, um, <clears throat> including how they will be involved in his plan. They're not asked if they're willing to engage. God simply states what his will is, and his will is irresistible. Last week, we saw how Mary, engaged but not married, and still a virgin, is told that the Holy Spirit's power will come on her, and she will become pregnant and give birth to a son. The child will be called the Son of the Most High and be holy. She faces her fears of what others are likely to say to her in her explanation of her immaculate conception. And she takes the risk to believe that the Lord will do what he said. She maintains the proper position of humility, telling the angel, I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you say about me come true. Today our focus is Joseph, the man that is that Mary is engaged to. And Joseph has some hard questions when Mary first tells him about her pregnancy by the Holy Spirit. So this is about Joseph, the risk of Joseph entrusting God. When God gives him the gift of a dream, did it still take a leap of faith for Joseph to move forward with trust? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, there are, we all, we all have a framework that we operate from in our lives, in making the decisions that we make and doing the things that we do and adopting the attitudes that we have. God, I pray, I invite you to come and challenge those. What is it that you are calling us to do? Amen. All right, so if you want to read along, uh, Matthew chapter 1, uh, verses 18 through 25. Matthew 1, 18 through 25. I'm going to read through it all. And then like we've been doing, we'll, we'll pick one verse and we'll just dig into it and kind of unpack um, the reality of uh, what, what we're seeing God do. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, the she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. 
and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke, he did as the angel the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born, and Joseph named him Jesus. So actually, we're going to uh, look at a couple of verses. This is a little bit more of a story than we can unpack out of one verse, so I ask you to bear with me. So. We get, we get introduced to Joseph real quick, and there's this wonderful statement, this um, testimony of Joseph's character in uh, verse 19. Joseph, her fiancé, was a good man. And in some translations, it, uh, it refers to him as faithful to the law. Joseph was faithful to the law. So Joseph steps onto the scene of the Christmas story a few steps behind Mary. He has integrity and is devout. But God is about to ask him to step through law-keeping into trust-leaping. So Joseph is a good man. He's faithful to the law. But as we see, and maybe you guys have experienced this, there's a risk to going beyond the letter of the law, beyond accepted culture, beyond the status quo. Joseph, this young man, is engaged to this young woman. She's pregnant and gives him an explanation. The Holy Spirit came on me, and this is from God. I, I, I'm not, I haven't been unfaithful to you. Joseph, being a good man, decides that rather than publicly humiliating Mary with a loud public divorce or breaking of engagement. He decides to do it quietly. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Joseph decided to do the honorable thing and not disgrace her publicly, but break the engagement quietly. So Joseph is operating from mercy in the eyes of the law and the public and likely his family and in his own eyes. If you've been wronged or you perceive that you've been wronged, our, our reaction is, this is what I'm owed. This is what they deserve. And even though 
Joseph could have, in light of public opinion and his family and the law, publicly disgraced Mary for being pregnant with someone that is not him before they're married. That is perfectly legal. But even in Joseph's goodness and his mercy, God's got an even bigger plan. God's mercy goes beyond what Joseph is considering. And then we'll, we'll go into verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. So we often think that the heroes of Scripture started that way. Always, always the heroes. But, <clears throat> and, and because of that, that some, they have something on us, right? They're just better than us. I, I can't do that. I, I'm not like that, right? But isn't it great that we've got all these, these, these uh, origin stories, Normal men and women become something heroic. Here, God knows that Joseph will need a boost, and he kindly gives him a dream. And at this time of year, one of the, um, one of the movies you just have to watch at Christmas time, not Gremlins, not Die Hard, necessarily, those are the classic Christmas movies, but A Christmas Carol, right? And the main character in The Christmas Carol is Ebenezer Scrooge, and he has four dream encounters with ghosts for the purpose of saving him from a life of misery and loneliness. How kind, right? What mercy. And did you hear about how over the last several years, Muslims in the Middle East are becoming Christians after seeing Jesus in a dream? I watched a short video where a pastor was saying that he is baptizing and discipling ex-Muslims into the Christian faith that he did not lead to Christ. Jesus met them in a vision and they have an encounter with Jesus in a dream, and he leads them to himself. This is the dream that God gave to Joseph. Joseph, son of David, an angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. When Joseph woke up, <clears throat> he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. Matthew 1.24 Engaging in risk is not in the thinking about it. Uh, or the considering it, or the feeling like it. Risk is evidenced by the doing 
of it. And that it here is the will of God that set everything in motion. That his son would be given to men and women, to the human race, for the purpose of saving them from their sins and reconciling them to God. And that right relationship Joseph woke up and he did it. In that same video that I watched about Muslims coming to Christ, uh, there was a man who told a story about a, uh, a brilliant young lady, 18 years old. She was Egyptian, and she had gotten a scholarship to Cambridge in the UK. And she asked her pastor in Egypt to baptize her. She wanted to become baptized. And the pastor said, why don't you get baptized in Cambridge? Get baptized in the UK. Because in, in that culture, he said, they won't necessarily persecute somebody who just goes to a Christian meeting, that just goes to a church. But if someone is baptized, then they turn the persecution on because they know that that person has made a declaration publicly to follow Christ. And the pastor said to this, this young lady, why, why get baptized now? Why don't you get baptized in Cambridge? And she said, if you had had the encounter that I had in my vision with Jesus, you couldn't do anything other than this. And he tells a story about how many young women in Egypt who are, and in the Middle East, who turn to Christ are killed by their parents. This young lady was baptized in her church and within a couple of weeks her body was found dead in the street and they believe that from the seventh story apartment her mother threw her over the balcony. Beyond Joseph's perception of mercy after an encounter with the angel of the Lord, Joseph's risk to not break off the engagement, but to take Mary as his wife, this is him trusting in his God and doing the will of God. You can read your Bible, you can watch church, you might even warm a seat inside of a church and still not know Jesus personally. You can be devout, be a follower of the law, faithful to the law, be a good man, woman, boy, girl, and still not live a life of evidence 
the evidences risk. I saw a quote, and I'm going to butcher this. I saw a quote from Charles Spurgeon, who was a 19th century. It was like the Billy Graham of the, the UK. And he said, I can know all of the doctrine of the Bible, but unless I meet Jesus, I'm not saved. Can you encounter Jesus, the Christ, and not be changed forever. Joseph put his trust in God and did what the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. Where in your own life have you experienced God's boost? God giving you a boost or three or four to help you move forward in obedience. Have you ever wished you had just said yes after the first boost? And maybe you're not like Mary. Maybe... You're more like Joseph, and the plan, the path that you see yourself on gets a curveball, gets T-boned, gets blindsided, and you may see a very clear path before you that is perfectly legal, perfectly acceptable. And you can see other ways to move forward that are much more damaging and disgracing. But your way accomplishes your goal quietly, without as much publicity. It might be safer to get baptized in Cambridge than it is in Egypt. But God he impresses on you a different way, another way, a way that does not protect you and does not vindicate you and does not necessarily deliver you from harm. His way is risky. His way is his way and not your way. Can you trust your God? He is patient and he is diligent and he is kind. And his invitation to you has not been withdrawn. You haven't missed it. Risk is evidenced by the doing of it. When will you face your fears and abandon the rules to just follow Jesus? And I'm going to tell you guys, without a personal encounter with Jesus, it's impossible. It's impossible to live a good life 
And that's the story of hope during the Christmas season. That God knew that. He knew it was impossible. He knew it was impossible. And so he made a way. And that way was to send his son Jesus in the form of a helpless infant to this couple scared out of their minds and yet willing to put their trust in God and what he said he would do. What is God calling you to do? Where is God giving you a boost to help you move forward in obedience? Where do you need to let go of the law or what is culturally acceptable and just say yes? Let me invite us, invite you to join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, it's hard to see um, it's hard to see from where we are at in the middle of our circumstances what you might be doing and, and what the end might be. And may we be reminded, may your spirit come into our minds and in our hearts and help us to look back and see you weaving your good story for us through our lives to encourage us that yes, you are calling us to take a risk and you are good and you will do what you say you're going to do. Encounter us May we be able to leave everything else to be in that humble position of your servant, fully trusting in you and what you are telling us to do that we may do it and give you all of the glory. You may be asking us to give you our lives this morning. May we say yes. You may be calling us to a life of ministry this morning. May we say yes. You may be calling us to be a good neighbor this morning. Or a good fiancé and trust and not pursue what is completely legal and completely culturally acceptable, but beyond to mercy and grace and trust in your plan. Holy Spirit, come. 
Holy Spirit, come. Come in power. Come in power into our lives, into our circumstances, into our living rooms or our cars or our kitchens or our churches, in our hearts and our families and our relationships and our, in our workplaces. May we represent you, Jesus, the faithful one, the obedient one, the good shepherd. Amen. I sense the spirit at work. At, um, does anyone have a word from the Lord or a scripture or um, an encouragement um, that is uh, to be shared with the body? Throw it in the comments, and we'll, we've got folks uh, watching. So, um, We'll share it. This is not just a history book. This is how we get to know and understand who God is and what he's like and the kind of life that he might be calling you to. It's not about just what happened, but what always happens. God always is at work, and he's always got a plan. And he's always inviting us into his plan because he loves us. He loves you. And he doesn't want you to live a boring life. He wants you to live a life that brings him glory. Because when we experience an encounter with Jesus, nothing else matters but pointing people to Jesus. That he would get the glory in my life, in my neighbor's life, in my city, in my country, in the world. All right, we'll, we'll move forward here. We'll, hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um, so we've got a word. Uh, does anyone experience panic attacks or anxiety? Then you can raise your hand in, in Zoom or on Facebook. Uh, but we're going to pray for that now. Do you want to? Yeah, it'll be awkward in here. So let's do this. I'm going to pronounce our blessing, and then we'll, we'll, we'll uh, I'll turn the microphone on in, on my phone here, and then we'll, we'll, we're going to be praying for people who experience panic attacks and anxiety attacks uh, after we um, close the, the Facebook Live uh, portion of this, so stick around. Really? Why? 
I'll have to have a word with her. Then the Lord said, tell the priest to bless the people with this special blessing. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Whenever the priest bless the people in my name, I myself will bless them. May the Lord bless you directly this morning. Amen. All right, let me uh, engage uh, audio here. All right. You let me, do I need to turn off my microphone? Should we turn me off? 